Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Jones, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's Housing Wire Daily features an interview with First American Deputy Chief Economist Odetta Cushy. In this episode, Cushy discusses the latest Housing Starts report from the U.S. Census Bureau and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. During the episode, Cushy also examines rising lumber costs, climbing mortgage rates, and shares her thoughts on what the housing industry can do to increase inventory to meet homebuyer demand. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. As a top 10 subservicer with a 98% customer satisfaction rate, TMS does business a different way and it does it well. They deliver next level service with next level technology innovations. Like Simi, their servicing portal that can help make a lender's job a breeze. So when you're ready to have the service put back into your subservicing, Go to subservicing.themoneysource.com. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I'm joined by First American Deputy Chief Economist, Odetta Cushy. Listeners, today, Odetta will be speaking to us about the latest Housing Starts report for April. Odetta, thanks for joining us again on Housing Wire Daily. I'm so happy to be here. Glad to have you. Well, let's get started by discussing the latest Housing Starts report from the U.S. Census Bureau and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. The report indicates single-family housing starts dropped 13.4% from March to a rate of 1.09 million. Odetta, what was attributed to this decline and what does this data tell us about the current state of the housing market? Yeah, thank you for the question. So this number is indicative of a slower pace of building, but not of cooling demand for homes. You know, the fundamentals that are driving new home sales are still very strong. Low mortgage rates, a limited supply of existing homes for sale, and of course, sturdy demand driven by millennials who are aging into home buying. Now, the pandemic and the desire for more space has actually accelerated the decision to buy a home. However, builders are facing multiple supply side headwinds that make it very difficult to build, notably rising lumber and material costs, a lack of buildable lots, and a chronic shortage of construction workers. Now, higher costs and limited availability of building materials increase the cost of building and, of course, delay projects, which is one reason for the decline in single-family housing starts. These supply-side headwinds could slow the home-building momentum at a time when the housing market desperately needs new home construction. Now, I will mention that while groundbreaking on single-family homes did decline on a month-over-month basis, the pace remains higher than prior to the pandemic and overall has been strong in 2021. All right. Well, I'd like to focus now on lumber, as you touched on earlier. Um, This building materials cost has continued to soar over the last year. According to the National Association of Home Builders, lumber prices have tripled over the past 12 months and have caused the price of an average new single-family home to increase by $35,872. So if we don't see a decline in lumber costs, what can the industry do to increase inventory and meet the surge in homebuyer demand? 
Right. So first, obviously, it's important to do everything we can in order to build more homes, but it's important to note that new home sales only make up roughly 10% of all home sales, meaning the relief new home supply can provide is relatively small compared to the size of the overall market. Existing home sales actually make up the bulk of all home sales, which means more existing homeowners must sell their homes in order for supply to increase meaningfully. Now, a growing economy and an improving health situation could encourage hesitant existing homeowners to list their homes for sale, but it is unlikely to significantly narrow the gap between supply and demand in the near term. Okay, thank you for that insight. Well, I'd like to continue the discussion on homebuyer demand. In the week ending on May 20th, 2021, Freddie Mac claims the average U.S. mortgage rate rose six basis points to exactly 3%. So in your perspective, if mortgage rates continue to rise, can we expect to reach a point where homebuyer demand levels off? So as the economic outlook continues to brighten, it is possible that the 30-year fixed rate mortgage will continue to climb alongside the 10-year treasury yield, which will put downward pressure on house buying power. The good news for now is that consensus forecasts still put mortgage rates below 3.5% in 2021, which is very low from a historical perspective. So in other words, house buying power will remain strong in 2021. Of course, without an increase in income or uh, moderation in house price growth, a rise in mortgage rates can result in an affordability squeeze for buyers that are on the margin, causing them to pull back. Now, a pullback of buyers can prompt fewer or less intense bidding wars and cause house price, house price appreciation to moderate, which may then help affordability. But I also think it's really important to mention that while mortgage rates are highly influential, they are not the only factor affecting the decision to buy a home. Because buying a home is also a lifestyle decision, and we have a large cohort of millennials that are reaching their prime home buying age and their new normal likely includes more work from home options, which will prompt people to reconsider their housing situation. There's also been an increase in the personal savings rates driven by stimulus checks and the pandemic driven limited discretionary spending, which can be used towards a down payment. So all of these factors will help to boost demand. All right. Well, as we're now almost halfway through 2021, given the trends we've seen so far, how do you expect the housing market to behave going forward into the summer months? That's a great question. You know, the economic recovery will likely pick up the pace in the summer months, and a growing economy has multiple implications for the housing market. It means growing consumer confidence, a stronger labor market, and higher wages. All of these things bode well for housing demand. And while a growing economy and improving public health conditions can spur ex hesitant existing homeowners to list their homes for sale, as I mentioned before, it's unlikely to significantly ease the super sellers market conditions we find ourselves in. So it's likely that the ongoing shortage of supply relative to demand will continue to support house price growth. So a continuation of the current dynamics. Okay. Well, lastly, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to add today or anything else our listeners should be keeping in mind? Well, I can end on a positive note. Um, obviously, I mentioned we are in, in a super seller's market and we need to build more homes in order to bridge the gap between supply and demand. Home builders have been trying their, their best to respond to the shortage of homes for sale and single family housing starts have exceeded their pre-pandemic pace for about eight straight months. So it can take four to eight months to go from a housing start to a completed home, but this is positive news for, for a housing market that's in need of. Of, of new supply. A lot of great insight here today, Odetta. Thank you for your time and thanks for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. Thank you so much, Victoria. It's great to be here. 
Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow. Tomorrow.